What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan. Don't forget, this is a visual podcast. If you're listening in on podcast streaming platforms, head on over to YouTube, search for Constance the Podcast, and there you will fucking find me. Okay, new episodes daily. This is episode 201. How did y'all like episode 200? I had my girl Rhina here. Another guest, woot woot, toot toot. Round of applause to me because I'm super happy that I am executing all the shit that I told you guys here on this podcast that I would do. It doesn't matter how long it takes for me to get it done, it gets done. I loved having her here. I loved giving her the opportunity to share her story. I think every time I have a guest, it gives me the opportunity to see how I maneuver in this setting with other people and to just... um Learning experience, that's what I can say about having people here with me. Really appreciated her here sharing her story. How do y'all like the guests? Which, which Constance the Podcast segments do y'all like? I was on Instagram Live on Sunday. Some of y'all tapped in. Shout out to April Faces because she stayed on for the whole hour. If you tapped in, I appreciate you. If you didn't, get it right this week. Every Sunday, we're going live on Instagram. And we are live on Instagram at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, follow me, at Constance the Pod. Anyways, we are just kiki and having a good time and talking and so last week she let me know april faces she was in the live and she let me know what type of episodes she likes i'd love to hear from you guys which type of episodes y'all like so i can make sure i'm bringing those to you yeah how do y'all feel about the guests i feel like as i sit back and i reflect i realize that i don't do much talking when i have guests or i didn't do too much talking in the last one and i feel like i'm always talking so having a guest just gives y'all the opportunity to, to just hear other people and gives me a break from talking all the time Okay, I loved it. I thought it was great. Y'all can see here we have new art. We have new art added to the fucking wall. So I love that. This is, you know, turning into something. And it's beautiful. I have 30 minutes before I got to get to the gym. So we're going to get through today's episode. Don't plan on it being a long one, but we don't know. Okay, you guys, reality TV recap. Let's get into it. We haven't done a reality TV recap in so long because I haven't been watching a lot of reality TV. Now, I started or I decided to watch baddies I don't even know what the fuck it is baddies on Zeus whatever the latest one was I decided to watch it and I just feel like I'm getting so fucking tired of all of the fucking bad girls club bad boys club everybody is just getting together on these reality tv shows to fight now don't get it wrong I love to see the action it's super entertaining to me especially when you say it's going to be bad boys or bad girls that's what I'm expecting but can we come up with something else TV producers, every time you get a bunch of black people together, you do not have to cause them to fight. The premise of the show does not need to be fighting and drama. Come up with something, like give it some class. I'm really tired of the repetitive and redundant shows. I feel like you guys need to stop you guys being the people that produce, the people that feel like they need to come up with these shows. Come up with something new, something we've never seen before. Do something to help elevate these people. You're talking about you giving them a platform and you expect them to use the platform to grow. I don't know how somebody's going to do too much with a platform when all they've done in show and on that platform is how much ass they can beat now i see that celebrity boxing is a thing so i guess after they ruffle some feathers on the show that they're on they may end up on one of the celebrity box matches but come on do better for yourself i want to say shout out to people like new york tiffany pollard that have come in have created some mess but have also been notable and memorable characters i think a lot of people come into reality TV trying to do the same thing and not everybody's able to execute it as well as New York did. So shout out to her. Shout out to Nene Leaks because she is queen of fucking reality TV. And I think everyone, I'm not even mad at everybody else. Do whatever y'all came on the platform to do, but I, to the people that are creating these shows, come up with something better. That's all I have to say. I talked about it a lot on Instagram Live on Sunday, so I'm not going to go into too much in depth in it today, which is why y'all got to make sure y'all are in the fucking Instagram Lives. Okay. 
Um, really quickly, wanted to recap on something. We talked about resistance when you're following your purpose, right? I want to say, or I want to re- reiterate, be clear, whatever. If you're embarking on something, you're trying something, you're doing something, and you get a no or it's not working out, I am not telling you to, or I'm not telling you that that thing might not be for you, right? I'm also not telling you to give up on your dreams because you hit a no. I think that that rejection is protection. I think that that rejection, that that resistance can be can lead to redirection, right? Into a path that might um, work a lot better for what it is that falls in, line, in alignment with whatever it is that God has planned for you, right? And also, there may be cases and instances where you push forward, you end up in a situation and the shit is hard. Does that mean that you're alone? Does that mean that you made a mistake? Does that mean that shit's, the odds are against you? No, I don't think that that's what it means. I think that there are certain instances in our lives, whether they're quote unquote good or bad, if they're tough or easy, whatever, I think there are certain instances that can mold and shape us and 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 uh, turn us into who we are today. You guys have heard me talk a lot about, you know, the, the roughs and bumps and things that I've gone through in life. And even in the midst of it being hard, I still came out on top. Why? Because God was with me and God used that moment to shape me and mold me. So, I mean, just I think the most important thing to me is. Or the, the I guess the message that I want to reiterate is uh be aware of the resistance pay attention to the resistance and I think it's also important that you ask God for discernment and and you ask God for obedience so that you are not blindly pushing yourself to do something but also that you are able to hear God and follow God when he speaks to you. And that can look however it looks to you guys. Always keep in mind that I just speak from my experiences. So I never want to tell someone to do something or to not do something. I just speak about what I did and how I did it and how it got done. And if it resonates with you, it resonates with you. But definitely don't ever give up on something. Just be, I just feel like when something is for you, there will be ease. Getting into it will be easy. And if you're in a situation and it's hard, that doesn't mean like you fucked up. God's got you. Hold tight. Bitch, you see that tweet? Let's get into this tweet real quick because it's fucking crazy, yo. Okay. It's a video. The, the video's gone viral. It started off on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter a couple nights ago. I saw it on The Shade Room. Y'all have probably seen it already. The tweet reads, some woman rented out her place as an Airbnb and the tenant refuses to leave. Part one. So I'm going to play this video and we will discuss it afterwards if you guys want to see the actual tweet head on over to my twitter at black mocha i'm not sure i can actually be playing videos on this podcast like i played the audio but i don't think i can put the, i don't want to put the person's face on here no more so if y'all want to see the tweets the videos head on over to like i said head over to my fucking twitter at black mocha
I'm talking to my housekeeper, whatever, X, Y, Z. She's like, yo, that person is still here in your house. You mean they still in my house? It's supposed to be gone. So when I get back and touch down in the city, it's still here in my house, okay? Refusing to leave. So I don't know what to do. I'm used to this shit. So I go down and I do up. There you go, y'all. Straight to the kitchen. And just so y'all know, in this point of the video, she flips the camera and you see the person that's been in her house that was supposed to be gone. You see this tenant, well, now tenant, walking through the house. She recording her and the person just gives zero fucks. They walking like it's their house on the way to the kitchen. I ain't going nowhere. So deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it. On top of her ass, just intruded into my house. She disrespected you know what I'm saying? And like I said, I've been trying to do the right way. I done went down there and got the, <clears throat> the, the all the paperwork that I need to do to get her ass evicted out of my house or whatever. But that shit is a process. I have to go through protocols, find the other stupid legal blah, 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 bull. And then I just got them. The police just, like, just left my house. And I'm like, get this out my house. They're like, oh, she's a tenant now. She's a tenant. Oh, police. You and the police, okay? my door. All right, so I'm, I imagine that that's what the fuck they go through every single day. Instantly when I watch it, I'm like, what the fuck, girl? My my initial thought was like, girl, call the police and get them out of your house. Girl, why the fuck did you rent your house out to somebody? Girl, why the fuck, 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 right? Just a whole bunch of why the fucks. But I cannot believe that somebody would stay in a place longer than they need to stay in a place. But y'all know what? There are laws called the, the law is like squatters rights right every state has a different set of every every state's squatter right is different but some people are only how can i say this some people not even some people the the squatters right basically says that if you've been in a place for x amount of days months however many time if you've been in a place long enough, you can call that place your home. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say, right? That's the that's the law. So this person is taking advantage of that law. Now, I looked it up in Virginia. I believe you have to be within a residence 15 years plus before you can call it a home. So I think if this would have happened in Virginia, harassment would have got taken out. But I don't know where they at. But this is fucking crazy. I think to me, I point fingers at both of them and I just say this is a hot ass mess because I get the economy is fucked up right now, but I don't care how fucked up the economy is. I'm not renting out my place while I still reside in that place. You get what I'm saying? She really allowed a stranger to come into her home and I get that the idea was for this person to be gone, but regardless, I'm not letting the place that I live in be rented out to a stranger because people are crazy and people do shit like this. I always say that. People are crazy. You just never fucking know and she done met a motherfucking crazy motherfucker, a person that just doesn't give zero, that gives zero fucks. I hope she can get it situated, but I think in a case like this, she does have to go through the legal, um, she has to take the legal route to get this person actually evicted. And we all know what the law and the police and anything that's official, it just takes time. So I feel for the woman in this situation, but it takes me back to my whole LA experience. Now, I don't think I've ever really told you guys about what living in LA was like. Like I've given you guys pits, bits and pieces, but I have seen firsthand instances where people do shit like this. People take advantage of the squatter's law a lot in fucking Los Angeles or let me say not of Los Angeles in 
Airbnbs at Los Angeles. So when I was in Los Angeles, I told you guys, I stayed in a shared living space. It was a hostel. So it was a big fucking, a big home filled with like, you all won't even believe this. The house maybe had like, maybe like 25 people in total. And there were like five to six rooms, right? Um, the room I was in had eight people in it and there were bunk beds. So it was kind of like set up like jail. I actually never been to jail, but I'd have seen some shit like this on YouTube. So I, I'm imagining that this is what, I mean, not on YouTube. I've seen some shit like this, uh, this on uh, TikTok, right? So kind of like a jail set up, just bunk bed set up and different people from different walks of life, from men to women. Maybe shelters are like this too. I've never even been in a shelter, but regardless, just a bunch of people in a room and outside of your room, there's other rooms that look like yours in one big house, Right. And so you have to pay a certain amount a week to stay there. Now, there are some now the hostel that I stayed in was primarily used by people in vulnerable financial situations rather than being used for like travel as it would be in another country. In this case, it was used, like I said, by people with vulnerable financial situations. And so there would be instances where there would be fights between the landlord and the tenant because tenants did not want to evacuate the premises due to the fact that squatters law says that if they've been here, I think over 30 days and if they've received mail from this place, they can, they, they're able to reside here. No problem. There was always fights. That was like, I do not live in the hood or ghetto right now. I do not. But that hostel was in the fucking hood. It was in the fucking ghetto. And motherfuckers in that motherfucker were ghetto. Motherfuckers in that place were fucking crazy. Like, I was very blessed to have a roof over my head. Also know how to maneuver around people. And for the most part, I just keep to myself, especially if I'm not comfortable. And I have my older brother there. So the only person I really spoke to was my older brother and a few other people in the hostel. I met some amazing people. But, yo, it was just fucking crazy so i'm gonna tell you guys a quick i'm trying i'm trying to think of a fight that broke down i can't think of any fight in particular actually that broke down between a squatter but i follow the i follow some of the people on instagram that still reside in the hostel and i recently saw that there was a squatter that was just fucking crazy doing crazy shit like the people there were so dirty a lot of them were like fresh out of jail you just run into the craziest fucking people oh my god um uh, <laughs> right now it's the same thing I'm just thinking of so many crazy people that I've encountered when I stayed in this fucking hostel I don't even know how to fucking break it down to you guys let me try okay I remember one night so I told you there's eight people in one room men women no kids although there could be kids there <laughs> there could be like babies like newborns there okay anyways this guy fresh out of jail he comes to the hostel he's loud he's irate and he smelled terrible. Like the room smelled like literal shit when he came. And I'm staying in this place. Like I had stayed there now for three months. So this is like my my place of residence until I was able to figure out what I was going to do next with the money that I um, was getting. So, um, yeah, the guy was just gross and just stinky. Just he smelled fucking terrible. It literally smelled like shit. So I remember that night me and my brother were like, all right, we're just going to sleep on the couch downstairs. And then afterwards, I have never snitched in my life. But this day, I definitely went to the landlord. We went to the landlord. And we told them, like, this is not acceptable. You, can, This person cannot be in our room. It was such a weird situation because you would deal with, you would have people in your room that you just thought were fucking weird. But they had to be, they had to be, like, exceptionally weird for me to feel like I needed to complain. That was just one quick instance. I just seen some crazy shit in the fucking hostel. I remember one night, um, everybody was sound asleep. The room was majority black. I think the, everybody in the room was black. 
we get this one race race matters okay <laughs> we, we get this one guy and he's a white guy and he comes and he's he's in the hostel he's well acclimated whatever it's the middle of the night and uh i think somebody got up and opened the window i think it was the white guy he got up and opened the window okay um he goes back to sleep one of the other people in the hostel gets up and open and closes the window for whatever reason maybe they were cold i don't know the white guy gets back up and opens the window the other person gets back up and closes the window so then the white guy is like close or open the fucking window i don't want to smell everybody's breath or be breathing in the same breath as everybody whatever valid reason except for in my in my mind, like, you're already sharing the breath with eight motherfuckers. I just feel like you don't really get to pick and choose in this situation. But regardless, I don't think anybody was right or wrong in the case. It's, it's tough living with people, right? So then a whole fight breaks out. The last person was the person that kept closing the window. So they just start going back and forth, cussing and yelling and just getting ready to fight. It's two niggas, by the way. Like, they're two guys. And then arguments occur. And then somebody comes and defuses the situation. One of the landlords comes and defuses the situation. The next morning, they come back. The landlords come. And the only people in the room are me, my brother, and the white guy. And they run in there and, like, they say to the white guy, did you say the word nigga? And I personally never heard the white guy say the word nigga. As a matter of fact, I don't believe he said the word nigga. But rumor was going around the hostel that he said the word nigga. So everybody's running up like, you said nigga, nigga, you said nigga. So they turn to me and my brother and they're like, well, did he say nigga? All I could say was, like, I didn't hear anything, but this one got nothing to do with me because I wasn't trying to get into shit. Now, that was happening on a regular fucking basis. That shit was just fucking crazy. And a lot of people were just fucking crazy. And people that use these squatters rights are fucking crazy. The hostel was so, it was just always fights and fights and fights and dirty ass motherfuckers. People were peeing on seats. People were bleeding on seats from pee, like the toilet seats. They're peeing on toilet seats, bleeding. I remember one time I got to the bathroom and there was just specks of blood all over the toilet seat. Oh my God. It was just terrible. Like people were stealing food. Food was rotting. It just smelled really bad. But all in all, I'm super blessed to fucking have lived there because it gave me a place to lay my head. I didn't care if it was a bunk bed. I didn't care if I was sure. Well, I cared, which is why I got out of there as soon as I could get out of there. But I was grateful to have something over my head. Like I talk about the LA experience like it was terrible. Like I wasn't on the streets forever. The time that I wasn't in the streets, I was in this hostel, like shelter style type place. And I just dealt with some of the craziest people. That's all I can say. I mean, there were so many different people that came in. You got to meet different people. Not, I wasn't even really taking advantage of meeting other people, but there were so many different people. People that, oh my God, let me tell y'all about this one person. He was so, okay. So I don't know if this guy had just got out of jail or whatever, but he moved into the hostel and he didn't sleep at all. The whole fucking night, and this happened for, I think, three days consecutively, he, he talked. He talked the whole night. You may ask, who was he talking to? Girl, I don't know if he was talking to himself. I don't know if he was talking to the devil. I don't know if he was talking to God. I don't know what the fuck he was talking to. This nigga kept saying things like, yeah, and the devil's going to come get you. And the devil's going to, I'm thinking like, what the fuck? And he's saying crazy ass shit like that throughout the whole entire night. Like, no breaks. Maybe like you get like 30 minutes of a break. He's just saying a bunch of crazy ass shit and he would sleep with his Timberlands on. So you would see the Timberlands like at the edge of the bed. The shit was just fucking crazy. We had this one guy that was in the room that was snore nonstop all night. Now, 
I didn't think that I had a problem with snoring. As a matter of fact, I thought that I could sleep through a lot of shit. But the hostel made me very sensitive to noise because I realized that, like there was no such thing as silence because I was with snorers. I was with talkers. Anyways, let's get into the nigga that snored. First of all, the nigga that snored, snored smelled terrible. So his stuff this is so fucked up. A bunch of people smell bad. And I don't know why. There were showers there. And I actually took it upon myself to the room that I was in had a bathroom in it. That was probably the cleanest bathroom that we had in the whole hostel. And I took it upon myself to clean that bathroom regularly because the landlords were not cleaning anymore. So I was like really cleaning it, scrubbing it down. I was buying cleaning supplies, making sure it was clean for me. One thing about me is I'm going to be comfortable no matter where I'm at especially in a bathroom. Like I just took it upon myself to clean. Anyways, the guy smelled really bad and he snored obnoxiously loud to the point where like it will wake me out of my sleep. The snoring will make me wake me out of my sleep to the point where I'd be so scared because it's like, what the fuck was that noise? Don't forget there was a possum that was screeching, screaming. Yeah, I didn't even know possums made noises, but I think it used to get into arguments with the cats on the street. I don't know. It used to screech and scream every night in the middle of the night. Like as it was approaching like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., you just hear the nigga screaming, like that the nigga being the possum, the, the possum screaming and screeching. It was it was the hood. It was ghetto. It was really ghetto. You come outside, you see. I've never seen, like, crack or coke being sold on the street the way it was pictured in TV. That's how the fuck it was when you come outside. But it's, it's crazy. Like, the thing about the ghetto, the hood, whatever is that um, – when they, like, when the motherfuckers know you, they're just nice. Like, even the drug dealers were really nice. Like, once you become a part of their everyday life, they're always saying hi. Like, the, they were really, um, they were just really nice people. The drug dealers, everybody, they were nice. Um, anyways, I just dealt with some crazy ass. It was always fights going on. They used to call themselves doing drinking parties downstairs. Like, my room was upstairs. So, downstairs in, like, the common area, they'd call themselves doing drinking parties. And they would drink and fight, and it was just getting crazy, child. People were trying to have relationships up in that house. Some people was in relationships in that house. Some people would break up and then separate in rooms. This shit was tough. This shit was crazy. This shit was wild. I felt like I lived in a motherfucking reality TV show, literally, which is why I don't understand why somebody would want to rent out their space and let a stranger in that motherfucker. After being in that hostel, I seen how crazy a motherfucker could be, and I am good off of that. Oh, my God. The shit that happened, I just, I feel like I can't even remember everything. I used to literally record and send it to Brianna, like, look at this shit. You won't even believe this shit, but this is what the fuck I'm going through right now. It was hilarious, but at the same time, it was just so, like, no privacy, no silence. And so now I really appreciate silence and I really appreciate privacy. Like you would get home from work or a long day and you come home to just motherfuckers in your room. Sometimes there'll be a new motherfucker in there because like it's a hostel. So some people are coming in, some people are coming out. It was just ask me how my mental health was during that time. Ask me. Anyways, that is honestly why I'm very sensitive. Like the whole other experience is why I'm very sensitive to like homelessness and and just caring about people and having empathy because I heard so many sad stories. It was just crazy. Oh, my God. It was crazy. And so COVID had also broke out. Um, one guy that actually, I actually really fuck with him, but he worked in the hostel, like um, remote work. You know, COVID was in the midst, so people were working from home. And he worked at a call center, but he had to do it remotely. And so his job was now in our room in the hostel and y'all know call centers they're getting calls 24 7 25 8 so i'm constantly hearing him answering the phone helping his fucking customers and i was just like oh my god i cannot do this anymore so god is great for moving me out of that situation let's do a quick um advice column submission then we'll end today's episode <laughs> hopefully y'all enjoyed those crazy ass stories i wish i could i should have had my brother come here so he could talk and break down the shit some the shit was so like just 
annoying that a lot of it has just been blocked out of my fucking mind. Um, there was just always, always a fight. You be, I just don't understand how people do reality TV. They sign up to live in a house full of strangers and just deal with bullshit for a week, two weeks. However, I could never, I can't do it. I can't do it. I told you guys, I actually did apply for a, um, reality tv show i'm so happy it didn't fall through i'm so happy i didn't get it because i would have been miserable calling brianna or ashley or my brother the whole time just crying because like no what the fuck all right we're gonna um run a brief intermission i'm gonna get the advice conversation together then we come back we talk i'm going in the pod all right run the brief intermission if you're still here that means you fuck with today's episode so if you need advice call in all right 240-587-3186 call in leave me a voicemail and i'll address it in the next episode again the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, welcome back. Today's advice column submission reads, well, it's a Reddit, and it is, Dear Constance, I almost exclusively date femme women and wonder if this is something that comes with the territory or if it's just me or what but basically I'm having this issue where I'm expected to pay the first date or they act surprised when I ask to go Dutch if the date is going super well I offer to pay and they usually don't argue then they never contact me again a lot of the time I'll ask to go Dutch and they seem disappointed or surprised never have I once had someone offered to pay for me not that I would let them but the gesture is nice for reference I usually ask them out on a first date and I plan it out 70% of the time. And this even happens on the 30% I don't plan. Um, what have you experienced? I'm based in New York City, by the way. I'm 29, dating 27 to 31 year olds. I think for me, if you invite me somewhere, I go in with like, I don't want to say the expectation, but like I will assume that you're going to pay for me if you ask me out on a date. However, I do bring my card ready to pay because, like, this is your first date. We just met. Who knows? You know, I'm, it's not expected, again, for you to pay for me. It's great if you pay for me. Definitely points if you pay for me. But it's not a must for you to have to pay for me. Although I will say I have also never been on a date with a woman that invited me somewhere and I had to pay. Now, if I invite someone somewhere, if I, if I ask someone out on a date, then I go in expecting to pay because I asked and I think that that's just the kind thing to do like that's the right thing to do um yeah I think that's really it um I feel like that's it I don't know if there's anybody gay that watches this but what what do y'all think when it comes to paying for dates who pays for the dates I think it's just right that the person who invited the person pays for dates I just thought of this but like if you do not want to pay for the dates all the time let the other girl ask you out on a date. Like, sit and wait for them to ask you out on a date. I don't feel like you should feel like you always have to ask the person out on a date or feel like you have to pay. So give the girl a chance to ask you. And if she asks you and still expects you to pay, then you can, you know, get back to the drawing board on that. But I think the reason they're expecting you to pay is because you asked. So give it a second and try to let somebody else pay. Elsewise, I think anytime you... Do ask someone, there's always going to be that assumption that she will pay. But also, fuck it, if they're not cool with going Dutch or whatever it is that you have expected, oh, well, what was them? Who cares? Do what you want to do. You'll find that girl that's like, okay, you know what? I'm cool with going Dutch or you don't have to pay, you know? I don't know. Those are your options. All right.
if you guys have advice for this person, leave it down below in the comment section. I feel like I'm always answering heterosexual questions and I feel like I really need to start representing my people more. So I'm glad I was able to find that question because the straights aren't the only people rocking in this world. Um, no shade to the straights. Obviously, I love you guys. I ain't even going to explain that. I'm just um, going to continue to find more gay advice column submissions and i encourage you guys if you guys are gay to let me know you are here i've been trying to find like i would love to have just i don't know i just feel like right now in my life i do need to surround myself around people that are gay i'm around a bunch of straight people all the time 24 7 ain't nothing wrong with it but like the same way people will want i don't even got to explain shit to y'all fuck it i just want to have more gay friends so where the gay people at? I want to find you. I want to get to know you. If y'all are watching, tap the fuck in. Let me know. Let's connect. Let's talk. I feel like as a gay person, you need to have gay friends around. You just do. The same way, way if like if you're black, you need to have black friends around. Um, I just just someone to understand me, somebody that I can talk to. And I also want to say this. Um, I feel like I've said it before, but if I haven't, I know I talk about friends a lot. You guys don't beat yourself up if you don't have friends. The time is going to come where God aligns you with the right people. My biggest thing is just don't be closed off to making friends because I've been in a situation but where I was, like, very closed off to fucking with anybody outside of who I was already fucking with. Um, and I, I think you do yourself a disservice when you close yourself off to meeting new people just because they have different backgrounds or, like, because you judged a book by its cover. Now, you know, use your own discernment. Pay attention to whoever it is that you let in your circle, but at the end of the day, you just never know who a person is and, and if you're close off to them because you guys don't share similarities or because you feel like they don't look a certain way that you would expect a friend to look or whatever you could be um you're hurting your chances of meeting people is what I'm going to say like I know for me I'm very like closed off to socializing with co-workers at work mostly because they're white and I just feel like I don't have anything in common with them but I think in hindsight, I'm doing myself a disservice because you never know. I have definitely been friends with white people. I don't know why I'd be so closed off to meeting some. Now, I, excuse me, again, definitely have that discernment because if you're in, if you getting a vibe from them, if you're getting a vibe from within, from within, like if you're getting a genuine vibe from within and your intention is telling you that this person is not somebody that you should try to get to know on that level, then it is what it is. As Ryan said in yesterday's episode, like you just pay attention to the vibe there will be that person that might try to show you more interest than a regular like hey how are you doing conversation and I don't think you should be close off to that um you know open yourselves up and and try to get to know people and talk to people and your friends will come okay you know friends don't make the world go around but understand that people connections and relationships do so don't be close off to those connections and again the right time will come where you find that person okay um all right, you guys, we're going to end today's episode. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. If you need advice, give me a call 240-587-3186. Or you can click the link down below in the description box. Or you can click the link in my Instagram bio, at Constance the Pot. That will take to my advice column in there. You can leave an anonymous submission, you guys. Leave me a review and a rating, please, after today's show. Um, if you want your music featured on the show, send me an email, podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to Constance the Podcast wherever you listen to me, whether it's YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever. Subscribe, get right. Um, follow me on Instagram at Constance the Pod. Follow me on TikTok at Constance the Pod. Follow my personal pages, Black Mocha, B L A C K M 0 C H A. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on Twitter. For sure, follow me on Twitter if you want to see today's bitches. You see that tweet. Uh, I think that's it. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I will see you in tomorrow's episode.
Peace.